This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as um, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more know, doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time to play like a jet with your host, Scott Mason. Play like a jet. What does that mean? Makai Becton, ladies and gentlemen, human beings that large should not run as fast as Makai Becton did. And if you like people just abusing other humans, the Makai Becton tape is for you. Denzel Mims with another monster score of 70 yards. Quick pass to Crowder trying to get him out of the space. Slopes a tackle, and there he goes. It's a foot race, and Crowder is in there! A 69-yard touchdown. Donald escapes, trying to buy himself some time. Fires, end zone, it's caught! Incredible play by Donald! He'll hit immediately. He's the handoff. You know and it's the Q-inator. Oh my gosh! Listen, thank you. From the TOJ Digital Studio, this is Play Like a Jet. My name is Scott Mason. You can follow me on Twitter at PlayLikeAJet1. And it's time for the Jets-Bills pregame report and game day morning mailbag. Plus, you'll have a chance to get some good gambling tips and maybe earn a few bucks this Sunday with Walter Cherapinski of WalterFootball.com. He'll be on later. But in the meantime, of course, we start things with the owner, the operator, the lead reporter, the whole shebang over at JetsInsider.com, and above all of that, a very big deal, Mr. Chris Nimbley. Chris, what's going on, buddy? Uh, You know, another exciting week of Jets football. An exciting week of Jets football that will include the return of several prominent Jets, including Sam Darnold. Yeah, it looks like Sam's going to come back. Uh, You know, I didn't think that at the beginning of this week, I didn't think he was going to be ready this week. I thought probably one more week, but... It sounds like he, he made it through pretty good practice-wise. Um, I, I don't think from everything I've heard and gathered, I don't think he's quite at 100%. So I, if that's the case, I wouldn't be playing him back right now. But it seems like that's what's going to be the case. And let's be honest, nobody wants to watch uh, even another second of Joe Flacco uh, play quarterback. So that's what we're going to get there. Um, you know, Makai Becton seems like he's going to be coming back too. So we, we got some guys coming back. Uh, Denzel Mims. Those are the big, big names that you want to see this week. Uh, no matter what, 
Denzel Mims will get a look at him. So that that's going to uh, be good to at least have somebody else to watch and look for. Chris, quick keys to the game and prediction. Essentially, to me, this comes down to one thing. Can the Jets find a way to keep Josh Allen in the pocket? If they can do that, they have a chance because as we've seen, Josh Allen is very ineffective when he's contained. I don't think they're going to be able to do it, though, just as they weren't able to do it the first time they played. I think the Bills will do fine. I think the defense will begin to turn the corner a little bit this week because they've had a lot of trouble the last two weeks against the Titans and the Chiefs, but the Jets are obviously a much different offense than those two teams. So I think the Bills will have a fair amount of success offensively, even without John Brown. I think Stefan Diggs will do just fine. And my prediction is that it's going to end up being something similar to what we saw the last time. I'll go with 24-14 Bills as the final score. Yeah, you know, the the key to this game, is, this is simple. It's, it, you know, it's very similar to what I said last week with the Dolphins, is you want uh, Ryan Fitztragic. You, you play against Ryan Fitztragic, you're probably going to win. And Josh Allen has the ability to go full Fitztragic. Um, you you want to uh, contain him and force him to make plays with his arm that if from uncomfortable positions and hope for turnovers. Uh, and he's probably going to give you at least one. Uh, the flip side of that is the Jets have won turnover battles this year and still lost handedly. Um, the the one thing here is. The Bills' defense, not nearly what we expected it to be this year. Um, you know, maybe maybe they're struggling early. Maybe they'll turn it around. But the defense, it really isn't scaring anybody right now. They're letting teams move the ball. Uh, I, You know, they're, they're playing some tough teams. So that's probably some of it. And obviously going against the Chiefs and the Titans is going to be a much more difficult task than going against the Jets. But – there, it does seem like you can move the ball and probably score some points on the, the Bills. But I, and I, again, I expect turnovers from Josh Allen, at least one, but I still think it's going to be too much. I just think that there's, uh, even without John Brown, there's going to be enough for the Bills to move the ball. I'm going to look at something like 31 to 13, something along those lines. Uh, it could be close. This, this is the, the one that I'm least confident in the, uh, the Bills covering the spread here. But I'd still feel pretty good about putting some money on the Bills this week. And on that upbeat note, Chris, let's jump into the mailbag. Here's one from NYJ BKN NYM for life. So I'm assuming this means he's a Jets, Mets, and Nets fan. Two out of three ain't bad. I'm with you on the Jets and the Nets. He says, who do you think are the top three most likely players to get traded at the deadline? Chris, I'm going to give this one to you because honestly, I'm curious if you've been hearing anything about guys that could be moved. Yeah, I, you know, I've heard that they're listening, that they're considering, uh, but I haven't heard, uh, you know, hey, we're, we're looking to unload this guy or we think that this – it's just, you know, okay, we're listening and if so, we get offers that make sense, then we'll probably do it. But it's not like a, a, a whole fire sale, just take whatever you can and give us whatever you want for it. Uh, you know, Jordan Willis, Steve McClendon, um, they, they, they're getting back six, seventh-round draft picks – they're not just going to sell off uh, everything for cheap like that. So I would say uh, the the two names that come to mind, the pop up the most are going to be Marcus May and Brian Poole. And a large part of that is not just because of how good they are, 
but because they're not under contract after this year. So, you know, I could I could very easily see them keeping Marcus May and signing him in the offseason. You can make a very great uh, argument. He's not going to cost a lot of money. It's a good player. You want good players. So I, it would make sense to do that as well. But those are the types of guys that I could see them go ahead and flipping and trying to get something for, whether you get like a third rounder or back. Someone like Jamison Crowder, I could see them. I could absolutely see them trading him with $10 million cap hit, but – I think Joe Douglas is going to want more for him than anybody else is going to be willing to get because if they trade him now, uh, I, I think Joe Douglas will be happy to, to pay the $10 million cap hit for Jamison Crowder next year, considering the shape of the current receivers here. We don't want to end up getting rid of him and then having to, you know, basically doing the Robbie thing all over again. So the, the two main guys I'm looking at are Marcus May and Brian Poole. And I think you could pretty much – pick anybody on that defensive line outside of uh you know Quinn and Williams and and uh you know uh, some of the younger guys Jan, John Franklin Myers Bryce Huff uh but go ahead with the Nathan Shepard a follow Fadakasi something along those lines um but you know there's there's not a ton of uh talent that other teams are going to be looking for so it, it's limited options for teams I know he hasn't been playing well, but I would assume that Jordan Jenkins could be a possibility too for the same reason as May and Poole. He's on a one-year deal, and he might be somebody that a team that's contending thinks could help them in the pass rush on the edge. So possibility there. I don't know what they would get for him. Next question comes in from Joe Horning. He says, why haven't we seen James Morgan yet? Give us something to look forward to. I want an offense that has Morgan, P. Ryan, Ty Johnson, and anyone else under the age of 25. Well, first of all, Adam Gase is trying to win games. That's a big part of the reason. I don't think they think that James Morgan is ready yet, and they feel that Joe Flacco is their best chance to win games if Sam Darnold is injured. I don't think it's any more complicated than that. Now, if we get to the last couple of weeks in the season and Darnold gets hurt again, then maybe you see Morgan. But until then, I don't think there's any chance you're going to see him. James Morgan was drafted not for this year. Uh, no matter no matter uh, what the thing is, thinking there is, can he develop into long-term a starter? Can he be a, a good, solid backup? They, they weren't thinking about playing him this year. And then especially with the pandemic, the crazy offseason and training camp, uh, he's they're not going to do that. Now, if you want to talk to me about uh, Mike White, like let's see some Mike White, especially over Joe Flacco. I'm 100% with you on that. Uh, Mike White was the best non-Sam Darnold quarterback training camp, and it wasn't even close. Um, now, Joe Flacco wasn't in training camp. He was still out. So, uh, But he's a young guy. If there's anybody other than Darnold that I want to see playing quarterback this year, it's Mike White. Uh, that That's it. Uh, I don't have high expectations for Mike White. Don't get me wrong. Uh, I'm not expecting him to even look good. Uh, but that's the guy I would want there. Now, as far as P. Ryan and Ty Johnson, especially Ty Johnson breaks off that big run last week and then immediately goes back to the bench. And I, I sent off a tweet uh, during the game. It was just like, oh, man, can't believe Adam Gase already cut Ty Johnson after that run. Because <laughs> it was like, it's like, oh, look at that really good run. Okay, go to the bench. We don't need that anymore. But yeah, P. Ryan needs to be getting the bulk of the touches. Uh, Le'Veon Bell's not here anymore. We know what Frank Gore is. I understand, uh, you know, the your point about Gates trying to win games. Sure, yeah, okay, I, I get that. Even though 
you look at the play calling and how many times does it really look like they're trying to win games. But Frank Gore is not helping you win games in 2020. I'm saying in his mind, he thinks this is what gives him the best chance. Right. Yeah, understood. But that's ludicrous. Like, ludicrous. I can get it with Flacco, at least. At, at least for the first couple of weeks, you want to hope and see that uh, old Flacco's there. Uh, Frank Gore is going to get you three and a half yards of carry. That's what Frank Gore is going to do in 2020. You you want to win games, you need somebody with a little that can get you a little bit more. I don't know if P. Ryan can get you more. I don't know if Ty Johnson can get you more. But I know that I want to see that because I know that uh, Frank Gore isn't going to be getting you more than that. Just to be clear, I don't disagree with you at all. That's 100% accurate. I yeah. just think that Gase believes for some reason that Gore is his best option, which is why I thought all along that the idea that cutting Le'Veon Bell was going to lead to a ton more touches for P. Ryan was probably not going to be the case, but we'll see. Maybe over the next couple of weeks, Gase softens his stance. But certainly, just based on what happened last week, that wasn't how it went down. Next question comes in from Downtown Sports Jets Dan. He says, has Fant played well enough for the team to stick with him next year, or will they cut bait and run with Adoga in his third year, or will they go in a completely different direction? It's early, but honestly, George Fant has played pretty well. He had that one rough game, his first game playing left tackle two weeks ago, and he had a broken thumb, so it was rough for him. But last week, he rebounded, he played pretty well, and other than that, he's been pretty good this season. Now, he hasn't been amazing, but he's been a solid, average-ish right tackle, and that's all he can ask for, especially for the money they're paying him. He's making about $8 million a year, so I think he's absolutely coming back next year, and as far as Adoga, honestly, he's been terrible, and I wouldn't be 100% shocked if he's not on the roster next year. So I do think that Fant has done more than enough to stay as of now. We've got 10 games left, so let's see how that shakes out the rest of the way. But he has absolutely been much better than I expected. Yeah, I, I everything you said, just you know, repeat it and pretend I said it again because <laughs> I agree. Uh, there's, there's one... There's really one way I can see George Fant not being the starting tackle, right tackle next year, um, aside from injury. And that's if the Jets get the second or third pick and they take Penny uh, Sewell, the, the, the guy from Oregon. I don't know exactly how they would work that, but, um, you know, Beckton at left, him at right, whatever they decide to do, that, that would be the only way that I could see that happening. If they're not taking a quarterback, and they get an absolute stud um, there. But otherwise, right now, Fant's been a pleasant surprise. He's played be much better than I expected. Uh, I think they're happy with him. I, I, I know they're happy with what they've seen from him so far. You could absolutely upgrade the position uh, somehow. You know, uh, maybe somebody becomes available. That's a definite upgrade. But I think the best way, uh, the only real uh, way for him to get supplanted would be with that draft pick and that that one guy. Um, may, now maybe they go and draft somebody in the second or third, and then they can come in and compete. Maybe they sign someone else to compete. But I, I think right now you have to think that George Fant is the heavy favorite to be the starting right tackle next year. And I think that's a, that's a, no, a perfectly fine thing. Uh, you know, uh, you look to upgrade him soon. But he, he's capable enough that if he can continue playing like he is this year, that, that's good enough. You, you focus on the inside of that offensive line, getting some playmakers, 
and, and don't worry about that right tackle position for for this season. You can put that off for a little bit. Fans definitely been good enough to do that. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Play like a jet. Play like a jet. Next question comes in from Say My Name. If he actually has a couple of things to ask, he says, "Was the James Morgan pick more of a Joe Douglas move or a Gase move?" Heard stories about how much Gase loved Morgan at the combine, and I'm trying to figure out who I should be blaming for this pick. <laughs> he also says, "How do you feel about the players from the draft class who have played so far?" Becton looks like a stud. P. Ryan and Lamar look serviceable. Bryce Huff looks like a beast in the making. So we'll start with the draft pick of James Morgan in the fourth round. And I'm going to defer to you mostly on this, Chris. All I will say is that I do know for a fact that Gase loved Morgan. I don't know whose decision it was to take him or if it was more of a Gase or a Douglas or they both agreed on it. But I do know for a fact that Gase loved Morgan. As far as the guys that have played, yeah, Becton's been outstanding so far in the games he's played. The rest of them, Pirine eh, hasn't really shown you much, but to be fair, he hasn't gotten a ton of opportunities. Lamar wasn't a draft pick and neither was Bryce Huff, so we'll talk about them even though they weren't technically part of the draft class. Bryce Huff has been solid. He's been getting better each week with more playing time. I don't know that I'd say he's a beast in the making. I think, Chris, you put it well on Twitter. I wouldn't say he's the solution, but he could be part of the solution, so that's good, especially for a guy who wasn't drafted. Lamar Jackson looked okay against DeAndre Hopkins, or at least as okay as an undrafted rookie is going to look against DeAndre Hopkins, but he didn't play very well this past week. 
I don't know that it's fair to expect much from him. I think at best he's going to be a rotational player in the secondary. Braden Mann has had his struggles. Sometimes he's outkicked his coverage, but overall I think he's been pretty good. So he looks like he could very well be the punter for the next 10 years or so. Other than that, the rest of these guys really haven't played, so it's unfair to judge anybody. Ashton Davis has played a little bit, but he's been injured. Bryce Hall is finally coming off of injured reserve. I don't know when he's going to be ready to play exactly, but he's going to be eligible to return soon, so that's good. I think he actually has a chance to jump right in and get some playing time because of how thin they are at cornerback. The rest of this draft class hasn't done anything. They haven't had a chance to. We haven't seen Denzel Mims yet, so that's all you can really say about the draft class so far. Rookie of the year, Brandon Mann, uh, and <laughs> Um You got him, obviously, we know uh, the Becton. Uh, I, I agree with your other takes. The uh, the Perrine, like, yeah, maybe there's something there, but I haven't seen anything to convince me he's anything more than a, just a, a decent running back. Um, the uh, the I'm with you, Lamar Jackson. I actually was really impressed with how he did, consider, all things considered, against DeAndre Hopkins, especially because it, it, he did such a good job on him for the beginning of the game, and then it was at the end. It just kind of unraveled. But to, to hold on that much, but... Yeah, I'm not. I'm not looking at from what I've seen of him. I'm not like, okay, this guy is going to be a, the long term answer either. Or and it's not even as much as Bryce Huff. Uh, you know, he hasn't been. We see this a lot with cornerbacks. You can have you can string together a good game or two, uh, but you have to do it consistently. You know, everyone got super excited after a couple of games of of Bless Austin. We we saw it last year with uh, the new guys that they brought in, like. It, there's there you have to be able to do it week after week and I'm a long way from expecting Lamar Jackson to be able to do it week after week and yeah the Bryce Huff thing I know people are getting really excited about him um and this this is what happens especially in a lost year you see any young player playing halfway decent you get excited about it people get a little bit carried away I I'm not seeing Bryce Huff turning into Von Miller I'm not I'm not seeing that but uh, if Bryce Huff can, you can pair Bryce Huff with another pass rusher of his caliber or better, then I think you, you could have something with Bryce Huff. I, I think that he could be a part of it because you don't necessarily need to have a prime Von Miller or a, a Miles Garrett if you can have a bunch of guys around the Bryce Huff uh, caliber range. Uh, so you get somebody else there helping that can definitely be part of the solution. But, yeah, uh, with James Morgan, I, I know for a fact that Gase loved him too. Uh, I haven't been able to pin down. It is, is this one of those – typically GMs will give their coach a pick or two. That's typically how it works. Um, you know, McCagnan famously would give offensive coaches a pick or two and the defensive coaches a pick or two. Um, I, I'm, I haven't been able to pin down exactly what uh, a lot of stuff with Joe Douglas yet. So – I know that Gase did love him. I don't know. Maybe Joe Douglas also loved him, and he would have made the pick regardless of Gase. But I'm inclined to, if I had to guess here, I'm inclined to say that he worked with Gase to make this pick. Um, and you can absolutely go ahead and uh, continue crushing them both for that pick. But I don't think it's a bad thing under any scenario for GM to work with his head coach for a pick. Now it, it does. It would seem kind of crazy to work with 
a coach that you might fire the next year to draft a long-term solution or long-term thing at quarterback. So we could definitely, uh, you could definitely do some criticizing there, but I'm inclined to say it was, uh, you know, at least a 55, 45 split, uh, 60, 40 split uh, in favor of Gase on the James Morgan thing. Final questions come in from Michael Palace. First of all, he says, Jim Harbaugh to the Jets, thumbs up or thumbs down? Yeah, that's going to be a no for me, dog. Yeah, my you you can't see this because this is a audio platform and uh, not a visual platform, but I promise you my finger, my thumb is pointed in the downward direction right now. <laughs> Michael also asks, with John Franklin Myers, Quinnen Williams, and Bryce Huff, as a potentially good pass rushing group, instead of worrying about a true dominant edge pass rusher, should the Jets focus on team pass rushing, or is that a bad approach? I ask this because the Patriots won Super Bowls while having good team success without a singular dominant guy. I get where you're going with this, but I still would want a good edge rusher. Now, it doesn't have to be an amazing edge rusher, and this is where you can differ. You can get a guy that's solid to go with Huff if Huff continues to play the way that he's playing right now. And you mentioned this, Chris, somebody who's equal or better to Huff if Huff continues to play well, and you're fine. The problem is, I think, that the Jets have had below average edge pass rushers for the last however many years to go with their interior defensive line, and that's what has caused some of the problems. So I think if you can get at least above average guys at those positions, then yeah, you can go with that approach. Now that said, would I be against the Jets going after Yannick Ngakwe this offseason if the Ravens don't pay him? No, I would not be against that at all. In fact, I would be heavily in favor of that because I think that's one position they may have trouble addressing in the draft. Most teams do have trouble addressing that in the draft. So if he breaks free, especially 25 years old, I would absolutely go after him. But I do understand your point. And I think that if they do it the right way, especially if the scheme fits what the personnel does best, and I think honestly, and Joe Blewett and I have talked about this, that a 4-3 would favor the players that they currently have better than a 3-4. So when a new coaching staff comes in, we'll see if they transition. Then I could see what you're saying. If you have a bunch of players that are all solid, including on the edge, then it can work. You just don't want what the Jets have had the last few years, which is below average edge rushing talent. Number one, the first thing that popped into my head reading or listening to this is, we, we do have to kind of stop using Patriots as an example of things because unless Bill Belichick is coming to coach, <laughs> um, like yeah, it, I do not trust Greg Williams to do the same thing. I obviously I expect a new defensive staff here. Um, but the, the real answer is it depends on the options because if Yannick Ngakwe becomes available, then you go after him. If you can get, you know, if they don't get the number one overall pick, but they can get – uh, and an edge rusher at the top of the draft, then go ahead and get them. But if you if you don't have the ability to get one of those guys, then all of a sudden you're like, okay, we're going to have to get uh, a couple other guys that can, you know, look at what uh, the Packers did last year in free agency when they signed the two Smiths. Um, that, you know, by themselves, not too much, but with the rest of the defense, they got a lot out of them. So if you could do something like that, then absolutely. But you're not going to turn away a Von Miller, a prime Von Miller, Miles Garrett, Yannick Ngagwe. You're not, you, you, I would never recommend passing on a guy like that to build 
you know, a bunch of Bryce Huffs around the defense. I'd rather have that one guy for sure, but that one guy is really hard to get. And with all the other needs that they have, it's entirely possible that they won't be able to find that guy this year. So then, yes, you have to, you know, have to go the other route. One thing I will say uh, is let's, let's see what happens who they get in as a new defensive staff and see what happens with Quinn and Williams with that new defensive staff. Um, I, I feel like I might be the only one that remembers this, but remember uh, when Greg Williams left Cleveland and Miles Garrett was doing like cartwheels and backflips celebrating it because he said, no, Greg Williams told me to play this one way and he didn't want me getting after the quarterback. He talked about how Greg Williams deliberately held him back. And that's the type of thing that Greg Williams does. Uh, I'm not saying that's going to be the case. And I'm definitely not saying that Quinton Williams is going to turn into Miles Garrett. Do not uh, mistake me there. But I do think that a new defensive staff can come and maybe turn Quinton Williams a little more uh, loose, a little more against the pass. And then that would help even more. Um, so, I don't, I don't think they need to get that Von Miller guy, but if you get that type of guy, you have a shot at him, you absolutely take it. Chris, you are not the only person that remembers that because Joe Blewett and I recently had a conversation about that and how Quinn and Williams, hopefully under a new defensive coordinator, will be let loose more and hopefully they would transition to more 4-3 than 3-4. Chris Nimbley, the owner, operator, lead reporter, whole shebang at JetsInsider.com. Thanks so much for coming on. As always, really appreciate it. What do you got going on over at JetsInsider.com? I'm sure you've got plenty to read before kickoff today. Yeah, I got some stuff up there. Uh, you know, some I, I decided to wait on the Joe Douglas piece I talked about last week that I'm going to do. Mainly I'm waiting because I, I got uh, – word that that Zell Mims is going to uh, be coming back soon whether it's this week or next week and I would like to at least get a look at him before I, I write this so that'll be coming soon uh but I'll have, pl- have plenty more stuff obviously covering from the game we got some uh plenty of content up there now though but there, and there'll be plenty more as well but that Joe Douglas piece will be coming either this week or the following week I might wait to buy week for it um, but yeah, we're going to look at some of the other younger players and players to build on from there and continue going forward. Before we go, let's try and put a few bucks in your pocket. Courtesy of my buddy, Walter Cherpinski over at WalterFootball.com. He's got your Sunday gambling picks and you can use those picks to try and make a few bucks at my bookie. Between the NFL, college football, and the World Series, there's no shortage of games to watch and thousands of lines available on all your favorite sports and events. So you can turn your game day into a payday with my bookie. You can bet on the Jets and the Bills. You can bet on the Jets. You can bet on the Bills. Whatever it is you want to do, all the prop bets, there's tons of them. Head over to my bookie right now. And when you do, if you use the promo code OVERTIME, you can claim a deposit match dollar for dollar all the way up to a thousand bucks. It's a bonus designed to give you a little help and a head start on your winning season. That's promo code OVERTIME for you to claim your bonus when you make your first deposit over at my bookie. Walter, let's make some people money this Sunday. Welcome to the show, my man. 
Thanks, Scott. So going to start with the Jets, of course. And for the first time, I'm not going to uh, be very optimistic in them not covering. Of course, they're 0-6 against the spread. Adam Gase is the gift that keeps on giving. Uh, but the Sharps have been on the Jets this week, which is a bit of a surprise. Uh, this line has dropped from 13 to 10, which is uh, all sharp money on the Jets. Uh, so the Bills are down. Uh, they might be down Matt Milano, uh, Tredavious White. Uh, we don't know if they're going to play or not. But they're missing their other corners, uh, Levi Wallace, Josh Norman, uh, and John Brown's not going to play. Plus, the pa- the Patriots are next for the Bills, so the Bills could be looking ahead to New England. Uh, so, And you have the Jets, who uh, it sounds like they're going to get their offensive lineman back. Uh, Sam Darnold's going to play. So this is a high line. Uh, the Jets might get the backdoor cover, so I would be careful here. If someone made me bet this game for some diabolical reason, I would still pick the Bills, but I would tread lightly here. I would not uh, bet this game. Uh, I do like some other games, though. So staying in the AFC East, uh, I love the Patriots at minus one and a half. And In fact, this is my pick of the month. So the Patriots lost to the Broncos at home last week, which surprised a lot of people, but uh, the Patriots were down three offensive linemen uh, heading into that game, and they lost the fourth uh, early in that game, so they just couldn't block Denver, and if you can't block in the NFL, you can't win. Uh, but they have some. Uh, they have a lot of uh, positive news heading into this game. They're getting their, st- their center back, David Andrews, and plus uh, Shaq Mason, one of the best guards in the NFL. Uh, both of them are going to return uh, for this game, and then you have the Niners, who are still missing a lot of players. They're missing uh, all their top edge rushers. They're going to be down uh, Quan Alexander, a talented linebacker. They're going to be down uh, their top two safeties. Uh, they're going to be missing their starting center and Trent Williams, their left tackle. He may play, but it sounds like he's hobbled. So uh, this line is only uh, minus minus one and a half or minus two and a half. It's actually up to two and a half now. Um, I think this line should be five and a half or six. So I think we're getting some great value on the Patriots. Uh, also like the Redskins at Pickham. So the Cowboys are coming off a Monday night blowout loss and teams coming off uh, Monday night blowout losses tend uh, to fail to cover the spread because they just don't have the time uh, to to make adjustments, which Dallas desperately needs. Uh, The Cowboys have severe offensive line issues. Zach Martin's now out. They're already missing. They're starting uh, two tackles and their their center as well. So I don't know how they're going to block the Redskins front. And the Redskins should be able to move the ball pretty well against Dallas's defense, which is not very good. also, like the Broncos, plus nine and a half. Uh, actually, it's down to seven and a half uh, because there's sharp money coming in on Denver. I still like Denver at that price. Uh, so the Chiefs are, are down uh, two starting offensive linemen, and, and we just saw Denver abuse the Patriots front. So I think Denver should be able to put a lot of pressure on Patrick Mahomes. It's, it's going to be a snowy game, uh, low scoring. So I think that favors the underdog here. So I, I like the Broncos to keep it close against the Chiefs. Um, in, in the same division, the Chargers minus seven and a half look very appealing against the Jaguars. Uh, so the Jaguars are going to be missing the entire middle of their defense. Avery Jones, their top defensive tackle, is out. Miles Jack, one of the best linebackers in the NFL this year, he's out. Uh, they're also missing their starting two safeties. Uh, meanwhile, the Chargers are getting back a lot of players from injury. Um, Keenan Allen, one of them. Uh, they might be getting back Brian Bulaga, uh, which is going to be huge for the pass protection. And Jacksonville can't put pressure on quarterbacks anyway. It sounds like Melvin Ingram might be able to play too. Uh, so the Chargers are going to get a lot of reinforcements back and they're coming off a bye so I think they should be able to take care of Jacksonville pretty easily uh, the Sunday night game um, we don't really know the statuses of DeAndre Hopkins and Kelvin Beecham yet if both of them play I like Arizona plus three and a half uh, Seattle's still going to be down uh, Jamal Adams and their other starting safeties uh, so I think Arizona should be able to, to put up a lot of points on the Seahawks so um, I, I like Arizona there if those two guys uh, stay if those guys are able to play so those are the WalzerFootball.com. Week 7 NFL Picks. Back to you, Scott.
Thanks, Walter, and thank you for listening. If you haven't given us a five-star review on iTunes yet, if you could go ahead and do that for us, really appreciate it. Easy way to help out the show if you like what we're doing. doesn't take you much time, doesn't cost you any money, but it goes a long way to help us out. So if you could go ahead and do that for us, we'd be quite grateful. And for the latest and greatest in New York Jets podcasts, you know where to go. That's Turn on the Jets Digital and TurnOnTheJets.com. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply